Welcome to Disciple Talk with Masa. Thank you for tuning in. And if this is your first time, welcome. Feel free to be a resident. And if you are a resident, I see you, child. And I appreciate you a lot. A host of this podcast, a podcast that is willing to share the love of God and His will. I'm hoping to inspire you in your journey with Him. Without waste of any time, let's start with today's show. Do enjoy. I would like to believe that the first text we all memorized as kids or growing up was the Lord's Prayer. It could be at home, from home, or school, or church. Regardless of that, we all know the Lord's Prayer. We all did. The first prayer that we ever did growing up was the Lord's Prayer. So today, that's what I'll be talking about. I'll be breaking down the Lord's Prayer. But we all know that it is essential for Christians to know the Lord's Prayer because Jesus instructs us and he says, when you pray, pray like this. So I will be breaking down the Lord's Prayer as I said earlier. What I want us to understand is the teaching that is found in the Lord's Prayer. Right? It is the Lord's Prayer in a sense that the Lord gave it. The Lord could not do the Lord's Prayer because of some elements that are there, such as forgive our sins. He is holy and we know that he is sinless. So there is no way he would say such thing. I think if he was to be involved, it was going to be not relevant to him. And if it was going to be him praying it, it was not going to be relevant to us as well. And on the other hand, it is disciples prayer in the sense that it is disciples who own to pray by it. This is how disciples should be praying. This is how disciples should pray. He gave this prayer in answering to disciples' desire and learning how to pray. Remember the disciple did ask him, how should we pray or how should we do this? And he taught them how to pray. Like, this is how you pray. We find the Lord's Prayer in the book of Matthew. However, it is also available in in the book of Luke. But we're going to read it from the book of uh, Matthew chapter 6. I want us to read verse 6 and verse 7 so that we can understand um, how we should be approaching prayer in general. Jesus stated something. So I want to read from verse 6. It reads as follows. But when you pray, go away by yourself. Shut down the door behind you and pray to your father in private who sees everything. He will reward you. Verse 7. When you pray, do not babble on and on as people of other religion do. Another translation says as Gentiles do. They think their prayers are merely we wait they think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again do not be like them for your father knows exactly what you need before you ask him and then he continues and say pray 
like this. What I understand is that the prayer, or rather the approach we use in prayer, reveals our knowledge of God. Jesus even went on and mentioned the wrong kind of prayer. He told them that um, the prayer that we or they do, Gentiles, of repeating their words and their words over and over to God, it, it's not the way to pray, right? One do ask herself or himself, what is the wrong kind of prayer? It is the prayer that is ripped out of the wrong view of who God is. Trying to repeat or trying to change God's mind by repeating your words over and over. That alone, it also shows that you don't understand who you're praying to. So that's what Jesus is informing us. That when we pray, we should not repeat our words or our petition over and over to God. Because it comes across as we're trying to change God's mind. You know, we don't understand who we're praying to. So the Lord's Prayer is broken down into two parts. The first part identify who God is who are we praying to or who are we directing our prayer to and who are we praying together so the first part is our father God is our father not the only father to Christ but to me and you it is not a personalized prayer where you say, My Father, who art in heaven. No, it's our Father. We pray to him as brothers and sisters and to one another. He's my Father, your Father, and Jesus' Father. He is our Father. The second line is, Who art in heaven. We all know that Jesus is in heaven. Unless if you have seen him crossing the streets, you know, or he lives um, in your same, in the same street with you or he's your neighbor. You know, holler the girl and tell me if, you have, <laughs> if he's your neighbor. Just holler at me and tell me that, yo, Mo, he's my neighbor. Like, I see him every day. <laughs> That's a joke, guys. There's no way. Please don't do that. Don't holler at me and tell me that Jesus, oh, God, lives Oh, God is your neighbor. You've seen him crossing the street. Please don't do that. That's a joke. Regardless of him living in heaven, that doesn't mean that he's distant from us. He's exalted above all, all creation, but is also present throughout creation. Like, oh, he even created us with his own image. Net for control, net for just to put a stamp on it. We all look like him. we all look like him because he created us with his own image. He was like, you know what, whether you wanted 
you like it or not whether you're gonna worship me or you're not gonna worship whether you're gonna deny me that i'm your father i am going to create you with my own image whether you like it or not you know so let me know that i think that indeed he did put a stamp on it you know and now we know right that our true home is with him the second or rather the first part of of the prayer uh leads us to seven petition there are seven petitions residing in the lord's prayer that teaches us the order we should offer petition to our lord and it starts with hallowed be thy name to hallow is to be holy god's name is holy above all others this isn't simply a statement of fact it is a petition to the father as believers we desire that we honor god's name as holy because when we acknowledge God's holiness, it draws us into a healthy relationship with him. For a fact, there is no way you would acknowledge something that you don't know or something that you have never witnessed. The fact that you're acknowledging him, that also shows the relationship that you have with him. It shows that you know who you're talking about. That's what it means. And then the following petition is thy kingdom come. The kingdom of God is his reign above all mankind. We, all of us, we're looking forward to the coming of his kingdom at the end of time. I, for one, know that I am looking forward. I'm anticipating but within my anticipation, I should also work towards it today. Now, you and I, we should work towards it today by living our lives as he wishes us to live. And the wish that stands out is to be holy. Listen, he desires or he, that's one of his wishes, that we live holy life a life that represents who christ is another petition is thy kingdom or thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven i did said that we're working towards the coming of the kingdom of god by conforming our lives to his will right in this petition, we're asking God to help us know and carry out his will in this life and all mankind as well to do so. What I like about, about this prayer rather, or rather this uh, translation is that it shows or it shares with us the character of God in a clear way. The translation that says, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Whatever we ask God to do or whatever God asks us 
to do or live by. He has demonstrated it for us before. Let alone demonstrating it. But it also shows that everything that brings glory to God starts in heaven. And I want us to use the book of, of Matthew chapter 5 verse 44. I fail to understand. How come I say this? And just move on like I didn't say anything. And I'm going to repeat it again. Is that everything that brings glory to God, it starts in heaven. And I want you to understand what I mean by saying this. And we're going to use uh, Matthew chapter 5 verse 44 as an example. There are other things as well that really shows and prove that everything uh, that brings glory starts from heaven. And that God also, everything that he asks us to do or live by, he has demonstrated for us before. So I'm going to use this scripture, this scripture sorry, to um, make you understand. So Matthew chapter 5 verse 44 says, But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. In the book of Romans, Paul reminds us that our friendship was restored by the death of his son while we were still his enemies. I want you to highlight that while we were still his enemies, we were certainly saved through the life of his son. Why, what I understand from the scripture is that, bear in mind that Matthew says, love your neighbor or rather love your enemy and pray for those who persecute you. That's what God says oh, we must do. That's what the Lord says we must do. Right? And then Paul reminds us that our friendship with God was restored while we were still his enemies. From the understanding of Paul reminding us is that God forgave us while we were still his enemies. He didn't even wait for us or didn't wait for our relationship with him to be better or untoxic, if that's the word. He forgave us and loved us while we were still his enemies. Regardless of our behavior, he loved us. And he loved us dearly. And you know that he loved us by sacrificing with his one and only son. That is a form of love. Being given something that you don't even deserve. The last part that I understand is that pray for those it says uh, pray for those who persecute you. And I understand that God's form of prayer was when he sent Jesus on a cross. So that you and I can live according to how he created us to live. That was him interceding on our behalf. I don't know how you may look at it, but I feel like when he sent Jesus on the cross, that was him praying for us. That was him interceding for us to be better people and to function. <laughs> as much as I'm using this word, and it's very harsh but to function according to how he created us. My point here is, 
everything starts in heaven. Everything starts in everything that glorifies God starts in heaven. There is no way you would ask us to do something that is, that is not in his character. God asks us what is in his character. So that's my understanding about thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Right? The following a petition which is give us this day our daily bread. We petition God to provide us with everything that we need rather than want. And that which is essential to everyday life. I'm not sure if I'm making sense. That doesn't mean uh, we need food or other things that keep our physical body alive. But that which nourishes our body as well. That could be the Lord's, um, the word of God. It could be the Holy Spirit. It could be Holy Trinity. Yo, it could be a lot of things. Anything that nourishes our spirit. Anything that bring growth in our, in our spiritual bodies. It is the daily bread. It is the daily bread self. And the following petition or the is and forgive our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. You know, like listen, this petition, this is the most challenging part of the Lord's prayer because it requires us to act before God's respond. If you pay attention to it, you would see that it requires us to act before God's uh, response. We have asked him already to help us know his will and do it, right? Here we ask him to give, or rather to forgive our sins, but only after we have forgiven the sins of others against us. We beg God to show us mercy, not because we deserve it, but rather because we not. We must first show mercy. That's what we say. We must first show mercy towards others, especially when we think that they do not deserve it at all. So what we're saying here is that God, forgive us. <laughs> Listen, forgive us, but only after we have forgiven others. You know the scripture that says, do unto others the way you want them to do unto you? In this case, we say, Lord, do unto me as I want, or rather, do unto me as I do unto others. Because we are asking God to forgive our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Another petition is, and lead us not to temptation. We know God does not tempt. Like 
Tempting is not for God. God doesn't tempt us. Temptation is the work of the devil. And here we ask God to keep us from entering into trials that test our faith and to keep our to keep us rather strong when uh, we must face such trials i am not saying on the other hand that when your faith is being tested you should run away from it or what but i love what james says james uh tells us that let me go to it right now as in James 1, chapter 2, right? It says, Dear brothers and sisters, when trouble come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know, verse 3, for you know that when, when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow, verse 4. So let it grow, for when your endurance is fully developed, You'll be perfect and complete, needing nothing. So even when we are facing, you know, facing or our, our faith is being tested, we should take it as an opportunity of growth. We get to see how grow or how matured we are, how our faith it is matured. It's still it's still okay to face uh it's still okay to face trials and tribulation, but we asked God to lead us not into such temptations, right? And then the second, the last one rather, I was about to say the second last, but the last one is, but deliver us from evil. Satan is the one who tempts us, as I said before. We pray first not to enter into Satan's trials and not to yield when he does tempt us. And then we beg God to deliver us from Satan's grasp. We pray as well to be freed from all evil doing. So we ask God to free us from participating in evil doing. Because it's not a nice thing to, to, to be participating in such field. Like that field that's so dark. It's not even nice. Oh, look at me now. I felt that one. But that's still so dark. It's not a nice place to, to find yourself in or find yourself participating in. So it's very important to ask God to help you and deliver you from, from such activities. <laughs> from such activities. So that's how uh, we, or that's how I analyze the Lord's Prayer and I hope you understand it now better. As I understand it better, I do understand it better. Continuing from here, you will be lying, child. I'll be giving you some lies. So I'm going to end here. <laughs> so yeah, this is the end of the Lord's Prayer. One thing I, I understand, not one thing, but a lot of things that I understand about the Lord's Prayer is that the Lord's Prayer, it is a teaching model. It is a teaching model that teaches us how to do things and one thing that I love about it is that it also teaches us that we are not perfect the fact that we say give us our daily bread meaning we need this every day like we need God to fill us every day because we are not so perfect 
and yet we need to do things according to his wishes since we are his children right and again that it is okay i think one thing as well as believers we are afraid to ask for help and the lord's prayer shows us that we need to ask help yes we need to ask ask help from god if you pay attention to each and every petition is help us help us help us it's all about help us oh lord we're asking god to help us in everything that we want to achieve so it is very important as well to ask for help and last but not least one thing again that i realize is that as much as you might be doing the lord's prayer alone or in a group you are interceding on behalf of a lot of people because as deliver us from evil let us not into temptation you know a forgive our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us you are also interceding on behalf of somebody else you're not just only praying for yourself alone yes you might be alone in your house but when you're doing that prayer you're interceding as well for another person so these are the teachings or principles that god wants us to apply to pray for one another to um ask for help right and also reminding each other that we're not so perfect we need it each and every day as much as we're born again we need to be filled each and every day. we need that daily bread <laughs> we need it that like listen we need that daily bread every day so yeah these are the principles that we learn from uh the lord's prayer i hope you did benefited a lot from it thank you very much for tuning in until this far <laughs> i thank you i thank you so much have a lovely day bye